Welcome to Think Bible, the podcast that exists to challenge, edify, and encourage Christian women to think and live biblically, all for the glory of God. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith. Welcome, friends, to our Think Bible podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith, and today we are privileged to have with us again Paula Eman. Welcome, Paula. Hi there. Glad to be back with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so thankful that you could join us. And theme for me, there's always technical problems. <laughs> but I think we have figured it out, and the Lord has blessed, and we are connected. So we're. Excited. I think we finally are raring to go. So. <laughs> Um, so you all, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you might remember Paula, and she was with us for a couple of sessions talking about God's creation and what we can learn from just observing his creation, things about his nature and his character and his goodness. And actually, Paula, that is my highest um listen to podcasts to date. Oh, well, praise the Lord. I'm glad it encouraged so many people. (laughs) I think it has. That's gone over very well. Mm. And so the Lord has directed Paula to start another podcast. And um, I by no means think that I have a corner on the market. And I think it's wonderful that we have more um, faithful Christian people that are doing this because I need things to listen to, and you need more than just my voice. (laughs) So I've asked Paula to come with us today and just share a little bit about her podcast and how it came about. So um, tell us the name of it first, Paula. Sure. It's called Cloud of Witnesses. And I was so excited when I started my podcast that I didn't do any research on any other podcasts. So (laughs) there's actually at least one other one called Cloud of Witnesses. Um, so I try to post my, uh, my, I guess, logo or cover, however you want to call it weekly to get that picture in people's face. So it's a lady in front of mountains, um, and she's got some pink clouds above her. (laughs) So if you go to, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say your logo or your picture is very unique. And so it's very easy to pick out and I know. Oh, look for it so good job (laughs) oh thank you so much (laughs) very good well tell us how the Lord led you into this um, journey how did you start your own podcast surely well I want to do due diligence to thank you because you were my inspiration Um, so thank you so much for just the impact you had on me Um, and you know I really think it's been kind of in seedling form for probably five years or so Um, To backtrack a little, about five years ago, I became burdened about something I'd just really been struggling with spiritually. Um, And really, the struggle was probably longer than that. I just became burdened about it five years ago. Um, Part of my struggle was just a deep fascination with celebrity culture. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a big time people person. I just love sitting down with somebody and and listening to their story. And that includes celebrities. Um, The problem is even though celebrities are made in the image of God, a lot of times they promote behavior and philosophies that are really against what God wants for our lives, or they're just anti-God in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a heavy dose of this focus was really weighing me down, and it was keeping me off track of what God wanted me to meditate on. 
Um, so that's kind of the negative side of the coin. Mm. On the positive side, something I'm always longing for is inspiration. Um, there's just nothing like being around someone who inspires you. Mm. Well, fast forward to 2020 and life became super difficult for my husband and I. I'd say probably in March of that year, um, and I'm not talking about COVID, just some things became apparent in our life that really needed to shift. Um, all very important and good, just really difficult. And it seems like it has been one trial after another since then, mm. which has really taken a toll on my health and my heart and honestly, my faith. Mm. And it just really made me feel like I was drowning for a long time. Mm. So I told my husband that something really needed to shift in my life. I just could not keep struggling like this. I needed something to motivate my heart to get outside of myself and to help me look up. So um, I just needed to know that there were people who had been through difficult times and had victoriously lived through them. So mm. the Lord gave me the idea to start reading Christian biographies. And this was on top of me already reading the Bible. So I definitely don't want to say that the Bible was not um, a huge source of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, you know, people kept encouraging me, well, just claim the promises of God or really meditate on the promises of God. And I'm like, I'm ashamed to say I can only ever think of two. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, clearly I can't claim and cling to anything that I don't remember. So I actually set my study that I was thoroughly enjoying of seeing God in creation. I just had to kind of put a pin in that and set it aside for a little bit. And mm -hmm. I decided to take a deep dive into Psalms just to make as exhaustive of a list as I could of God's promises. Mm -hmm. um, and I also knew God had put together a list of people who had inspiring faith. Mm -hmm. um, and these were people whose faith was exhibited through their really, really hard times. Mm -hmm. They definitely didn't go through everything perfectly, but they did have a deep faith in God while they were going through them. And Hebrews 11, the hall of faith is actually the passage I'm talking about. So I knew it was okay to learn about people for the purpose of letting them point me to the road because uh, it would help me know what rubber meets the road faith looks like. And this is something that I actually really struggled with when I started my podcast, because I never wanted it to come across as God was not enough. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And that meditating on him wasn't enough. And I, I definitely did not want in any way for my podcast to come across as I was exalting people. So mm -hmm. I really had to wrestle with how to present it and how to portray it. But mm -hmm like I said, Hebrews 11 really helped me to realize that even God shows us people who have great faith. And um, I think it's just because God's the master teacher, right? He, he knows yeah. how to give a good object lesson and yeah. um, creation is a good object lesson. Like we talked about last time we were together, but uh, faithful people are a good ob object lesson too. So, um, but I try in every podcast to really intertwine the word of God and um, if it's a personal interview where I'm talking with somebody or if it's a biography that I'm reading, I try to always highlight the passage of scripture or songs about God or anything that that motivated them, because those are eternal things that we can always go back to um, for in, um, inspiration. So 
Uh, so that's kind of the, the idea of where it came from, but I know me, I am very inconsistent and really struggle, um, because I struggle with laziness too. And I'm like, I know me, I'll have this idea to read a Christian, bi- Christian biographies for encouragement and I'll get halfway through one and then just quit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, I have got to get some source of accountability that just, you know, holds my feet to the fire. Cause I, I just felt like it was that I was that desperate for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, what is going to keep me accountable in this category? And at the same time, I was kind of really hungry for a creative outlet. You know, being a homemaker, I 100% believe in it. But sometimes (laughs) (laughs) when you're just doing these mundane tasks over and over and over again, I just felt like I was shriveling on the inside. Um, And I was like, I've just got to get something creative. So I thought, well, maybe I should write a book. And I just I talk myself out of it every time because there's so many books. I'm like, who wants to hear from me? (laughs) Um, I don't know. But then I just started thinking about how much I love to teach um, and how much I love to speak. Um, Mm. My undergrad degree is in elementary education. And uh, I remember when I was a really little girl, I loved playing school and playing with math workbooks and stuff like that and reading Um, In fact, anytime I read a book, I cannot just sit there and read it. I have to mark it and make notes because I'm thinking, (laughs) surely I can use this information someday to help somebody. Um, And then I've just developed a love for writing. Um, I just find it super therapeutic to get things down on paper. So I guess you could call me a nerd. (laughs) Like I'm my kind of nerd because I oh. love reading too. <laughs> oh, and I know you're an editor too, so yeah, extra nerdy. I like grammar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew me too. I used to teach um, formally. I used to teach sixth grade, and I would try to get the kids really jazzed about diagramming sentences. <laughs> it never worked. For the record, it never worked. <laughs> How many times did you succeed? <laughs> right, zero. <laughs> so. I've also had the opportunity to teach school and Sunday school and mm-hmm. ladies Bible studies and spoken for a few ladies retreats. And I just absolutely love it. So mm-hmm. the Lord's been sweet to give me those opportunities. Um, and then I have my grad degrees in counseling. So I think mm-hmm. not very deep down, I view speaking as kind of a combination of teaching and counseling. Mm-hmm. I just love encouraging people through the word of God and from other people things or people I've learned about. So, um, and then, you know, like we mentioned March of last year, which I cannot believe it was already March that I, I got know. to join you. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, it goes so fast. It does. So anyway, I just, I'm thankful for you giving me that opportunity. Um, and so anyway, all that to say, I kind of had the idea to start my own podcast just for the sake of documenting what I was learning from these Christian biographies. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of developed also, I've been going through um, the hall of faith and just recording their stories. And Mm -hmm. I've had a wonderful opportunity to interview people who've personally inspired me. So um, Mm -hmm. my hopes just been that it would not only pull my focus away from my struggles and towards my Lord, but that it would also encourage other people to look to Christ for faith and endurance. So. Excellent. Well, as you're talking, my mind is just spinning with so many good thoughts. Um, first of all, 
thank you for your transparency and admitting that you've had a struggle hmm. because I think sometimes when people talk to me they're like oh you write a blog or you have a podcast you must have it all together and that just couldn't be further from the truth oh here here <laughs> and, and so just like you're saying I need the accountability that I know people are going to be watching and wondering what's coming next and that fuels my study mm-hmm. at least the motivation part of the motivation behind my study of course mm-hmm. I want to draw closer to the Lord I want to grow and I want to develop in these areas but having that layer of knowing people are going to be listening does heighten my motivation yeah and truly whoever you hear speaking your pastor your teachers casters we don't have it together we are just human like you yeah absolutely (laughs) baby has given us the desire to talk about it yeah (laughs) exactly But then when you're talking about Hebrews 11 and how God has given us these object lessons, I mean, his word is just full of them. Yeah. And how those people didn't have it all together either. They were human. Yeah. (laughs) With the exception of Jesus Christ, of course, who was our perfect example. Currently, I'm studying the book of Esther. And I always just kind of had in my mind that Esther was the proper and perfect girl and and yet when I'm digging in I'm finding out no she probably wasn't you know yeah right there's some things that she maybe hid or twisted or or um I can't think of the word but not necessarily deceitful but not entirely forthcoming either sure sure with her husband she married a gentile which was against the law right uh, right she was unconverted and yet God still used her and her situation. And so yeah. what wonderful things that we can learn from studying the people in scripture, yeah. as well as other examples, like you're saying missionaries or friends, or I just listened to the one with your cousins who had been through Aww. a difficult thing. And um, it's tremendous that we can lift each other's arms up and, and point each other to Christ and just before we started recording, Paula and I were talking about, you know, Christian friends and tell us, tell the listeners, please, what you were thinking about Christian. Oh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, uh, friendship can be such a journey, but boy, a good solid Christian friend that just loves you and loves Jesus. Um, I think probably because I've just been in Hebrews 11 and 12 so much uh, in the past six months or so. I just can't help but thinking about, you know, how the Bible describes the Christian life as a race. And I think, uh, you know, these endurance races, you see people on the sidelines cheering the runners on. And then you um, you also see them along the path, you know, almost even sometimes running along with them. And then they hand them this glass of water. And I just really think good Christian friendship is like that, where we just are spurring each other on. Uh, just to endure, you know, and sometimes we're the one passing them water. Sometimes they're the one passing us water, but, oh, we just need each other and each other's encouragement so much. Yeah. Amen. And I, I said to Paula, I've heard this phrase that you know, were just walking each other home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and by home, I mean to our eternity with the Lord. And so mm-hmm. whatever we can do to help each other get there and mm-hmm. do it well, to be able to mm-hmm. say that I've finished my course and run the race that Christ has set before us. 
on a blessing. Mm, amen. So you've given us big homes and talked some, but tell us what your podcast, Cloud of Witnesses, again, tell us what that's about. Well, uh, again, like I said, it's about people whose lives point us to the Lord. Um, my very first podcast actually explained the passage at the beginning of Hebrews 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read just verses one through three. Okay. Uh, it says, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin with which death so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Mm. Um, The witnesses we are surrounded by are actually believers who testified in the past and who are currently testifying that we can endure by looking at the endurance of Jesus while he was here on the earth. And Mm. it's, it's easy to just say the phrase, the endurance of Jesus. But when you know that that endurance led him all the way to the cross, it's just uh, Mm. staggering. So if he can endure that, we can endure our trials here on earth. Mm -hmm. So I talk about those. Mm -hmm. Say it again. I'm sorry. Just such an important thing to remember all that Christ endured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm always encouraged to, you know, um, he never, he does not require anything of us that he didn't go through. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just thankful that he's, he's not, um, a hypocritical leader. He's like, you know, I've been there before. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah. So anyway, I've talked about those people who lived victorious lives for God's glory and for the spread of the gospel. Um, and really I'm learning, I'm learning mm-hmm. it personally and through all of these, you know, biographies and interviews that the endurance that these people have through their trials really ends up being a megaphone they mm. used to shout at the loudest because it's easy to say God's good when everything's going our way. Yeah. But when we say God is good in the midst of really, you know, tragedy or deep trials, it, it that's a megaphone to yeah. what we're, what we're saying we believe. Yeah, that's so, a perfect picture of it. Absolutely. Mm. So, um, and I've tried to, I, I really want, um, I really want to, communicate that any Christian can endure. And I know sometimes you feel like um, missionaries and ministers are highlighted Mm -hmm. um, as to their trials. Um, But I, I, I remember I was in sociology in college and honestly, it was one of my favorite classes. Looking back, I'm like, maybe I should have been a sociologist (laughs) because I just love that class. But anyway, just studying people groups. But I'm so thankful for my teacher. Um, She had, um, of course, at that point, it was overhead projector. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On the overhead projector, she had a list of 10 vocations. Mm -hmm. And they were things like pastor, missionary, um, trash collector, plumber, mechanic, and all these things. And so she said, Um, I want you to rate these from one to 10, one being the most important, 10 being least important. And then we'll Mm -hmm. talk about it. And of course, you know, I had grown up in a ministry home. And so of course I thought, well, missionary, they're the elites, right? So of course Mm -hmm. they get number one. And then pastors, uh, 
maybe a two or maybe even a one and a half, you know, so I think I'm being really diligent in, um, you know, ranking them all. And so then she said, okay, well, let's talk about your list. So, you know, we're all given illustrations of why we ranked them, how we ranked them. And she said, okay, I'm going to show you my list. And then she pulls the paper back and she has a one beside every one of them. Yeah. And she said, you know what, whatever God has gifted you to do and called you to do, that is the most important thing. And that has Mm -hmm. always had an impact on me. So that's been important to me Mm -hmm. that I try to communicate, you know, um, who people are and what they do. Um, Even like Abraham and um, Noah, those are Mm -hmm. two people I've had the opportunity to talk about. You know, Noah at the end of the day was kind of a carpenter. Well, not kind of, he was. And and then Abraham was a rancher. So (laughs) I happen to be partial to carpenters. Yes, you then. are. <laughs> you and your carpenter hubby. hubby. Yeah, so great. anyway, that's that's been really important to me. Now, of course, a lot of the biographies that are written are about missionaries. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yes. just because of, you know, there's so many of them, uh, probably a heavier majority of my podcasts have been about min- ministers in some way or, or shape or form, but Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to try to be sure to, to highlight other vocations. So, yeah. um, you know, you referenced my cousin, he's a delivery yeah. guy and his yeah. wife's a teacher. And then mm-hmm. my dear friend, Michelle level, whom I, I'm sure you'd also know. Um, so I had the opportunity to interview her and, um, then my friend Wixie who's, uh, serves at a Christian camp. So, so anyway, that's kind of been, that's the heart behind who I want to highlight. Excellent. Excellent. And I, I tell you what you just said about whatever God has called you to do, that is the most important job for you. That's exactly what my husband's ministry has been about for all the oh. years of traveling. Mm-hmm. That's the message he shares. And mm-hmm. that's the reason we're starting a trade college, because oh. we know God has called some people to work with their hands and to be in a blue collar field, but they can glorify God just as readily and easily as, like you say, the pastor or the missionary or even the doctor or the lawyer or whatever. So yeah. I'm on board with that, Paula. Oh. Good job. <laughs> well, and, and at the end of the day, really all these jobs are, are a conduit for the Lord to spread his children out, right? I mean, Absolutely. a pastor has a certain sphere of influence, but his sphere of influence will be different than a carpenter's sphere of influence. And you yeah. can just fill in the blank with every vocation. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I love, the Lord is strategic, you know, mm-hmm. and I yeah. really think that's how he directs his children is, is their job, you know? Yeah. Excellent. Well, you've mentioned some of the things you talked about or some of the people you've interviewed, which story has been the most meaningful to you so far? Oh, you know, my husband, actually, we were sitting around the dinner table and he actually asked me that a couple of weeks ago. And I immediately gave him the answer of, of at that moment, what my knee jerk reaction was. Yeah. But then when you, um, when you asked me this a little bit ago to think about, I was like, I literally do not think I can pick a favorite. Um, seriously, every episode becomes so close to my heart because of what I've learned from the believer I've studied in that moment. So instead of answering that question, I'm going to tell you what's my favorite part of each one that I've done. And I'm going to try to do it really quickly. (laughs) Thankfully for for you and your listeners, I've only done 12 episodes. So (laughs) it actually won't take that long. (laughs) Okay. 
But um, after I did my first one, which really centered around Jesus. So of course mm. he's my favorite, but um, Corey Ten Boom was my second one. And I just, I was brought to tears because um, she ended up after being released from all the concentration camps, she ended up being a world renowned speaker. Mm. And at one of hers um, in Europe, I, I want to say Germany, but I can't remember. Um, an actual SS approached her. And he wasn't just an SS officer, which would have been enough for her to want to turn around and walk away. But he was actually one that had humiliated her and her sister, Betsy, at one of the concentration camps they suffered Mm -hmm. in. And he asked her to forgive him. And I remember her saying, actually, you can you can find the speech of her telling the story. But she said that he stuck his hand out to her and she absolutely cringed and was not going to, but in that, you know how the Holy spirit just jumps in, in the split second. Mm. Um, the Lord said, you cannot forgive him, but you can forgive him through me. And so she shook his hand and forgave him. And, um, boy, you can't, you can't get by that inspiring you, you know? Yeah. That's huge. (laughs) And then um, Brechko was my second one. And I have to tell you, when Jason asked me which one was my favorite, Brechko was actually my answer. Okay. <laughs> I just I've love heard his story. story before, but I have still not read his book. So I enjoyed your, um, your podcast about him. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I love, and my oldest two boys are teenagers. So that, mm-hmm. that's probably one reason it's special to me, because I think, especially in this era, it's easy to just kind of blow off teenagers and, you know, mm. eh, we're just used to them being kind of, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> we're used to having maybe low expectations of teenagers, which I strive really hard not to do, but it's easy to do that. But so I think that's one reason I love Rechko so much uh, is he started out, his story started out as a teenager, but anyway, he, he goes to South America as a teenager with really minimal support and he goes over and over again back into the jungles um, with the South American natives for the purpose of sharing the gospel but he mm-hmm. first strived to learn their culture which I I find very endearing mm-hmm. um, but he was beaten he was whipped and he was shot with arrows but he, he just kept kept going on mm-hmm. um, you mentioned my cousins um, mm-hmm. and they were dealing with the death of their baby and mm-hmm they said, you know, we just had nothing left to do, but to place it all in God's hands. And I knew, um, I, when, when they said that phrase, I had literally just moved again Mm. and just really kind of reeling from all that. And it just was so encouraging to me because sometimes you just feel so helpless in life. Mm. Um, And so when they said, you just, sometimes you just get to the point where you just have to place it all in God's hands. And so I think the timing of that just hit me really hard. Yeah. I I um, resonated with their story because of our twins' birth and the difficult start that they had. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I very much agree with what they're saying. There's just nothing left to do mm-hmm. <laughs> except mm-hmm. trust it to God. So mm-hmm. amen for their testimony and, mm-hmm. and God's answer to them. Mm-hmm. And just the release, you know, because there's so many phases of life where we just white knuckle things, you know, and just to realize white knuckling does nothing. In fact, it, it's damaging to your own health and yeah. often the people around you. So just let it go, you know, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see, Darlene, Darlene is the next one. Mm-hmm. 
she was also in a concentration camp. She was on the, um, the Eastern front of World War II. Um, actually, I think her camp was called a work camp. Um, and she just determined to have joy in her circumstances. And she worked super hard. She was actually selected to organize a lot of the work. And mm -hmm. she just determined that she was going to work really hard and be joyful. Of course, she had hard moments, but um, but she was so joyful and had such a good work ethic that her Japanese boss, um, who was an evil man at that time, ended mm -hmm. up being pointed to the gospel. And, and I kind of believe based on how it's described that he ended up getting saved. Mm -hmm. um, so hard, hard to argue with that being in inspiring. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, her story is very powerful. Do you know Christine Green's? With the Greens family, but I don't okay. know them personally. Sure. Okay. Well, she's um, a missionary friend of mine to the Congo, mm -hmm. and she was very transparent, and I was so thankful for it um, because she just communicated that she's had really deep trials with depression. Mm -hmm. And so she said what really helped her to pull out of it was by looking back at all of the faithfulness that God had shown her throughout her life and ministry. Mm -hmm. Um so, so that's encouraging. It's easy to just look back at all of your personal failures or all of the difficult times and, and just really struggle with fear and doubt and bitterness. Yeah. But she said, no, you need to really look back at God's faithfulness to help you go forward. And again, I really, in that moment, needed to hear that. So mm -hmm. Ruth Heggie um, was a former missionary to the Congo, and she has uh, ties to the Greens family. Okay. Um, she, uh, literally ran for her life. I'm not exaggerating. Um, there was a mm -hmm. point where she was trying to run away from terrorists and her meditation from every place that she landed in to catch her breath for a minute was the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really gave her hope. And I just think it's so easy to view the Bible, um, so minimally, and what I'm seeing time and time again in these biographies is these people were steeped in the word of God and they had mm -hmm. memorized chunks of it. And, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit used those passages in their, in their darkest times to encourage them and, and give them endurance, you know? Yeah. Excellent. Mm. There's that power we keep talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. From the word again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My friend Michelle um, lost her husband, and so I was just really encouraged, and I had, you know, we hadn't kept up each other incredibly a lot, but just, you know, seeing her posts on Facebook, I could tell that she was clinging to the Lord, um, yeah. and so I asked her if she would come on and just kind of tell us her story, and she did, and I was so thankful for it, mm -hmm. and she, she came to the point, and actually, it was a phrase that she and her husband shared while he was alive, but uh, they would talk about joy and suffering. And mm -hmm. so it was really calming to my heart when she talked about how it's okay to struggle with devastating loss and at the same time have joy in Christ. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, it's encouraging to learn about that balance. Yeah, have you read George Mueller's story? I have. He's one of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think of him as kind of an MVP of his era. <laughs> He's kind of the Michael Jordan of that era. <laughs> but, 
his faith in God, um, that God would provide was just, it's completely mind blowing to me. I mean, he would ask big things of God and it seemed like God loved to flex his muscles for George, because I'm not exaggerating. Every time God did something, George would give glory to the Lord. Um, and so it's, it's just, um, uh, intoxicating to see how much George asked God to do and God would do it, you know, in such cool mm-hmm. ways too. I have to say, even though I already knew George Mueller's story, that's the first of your podcast that I listened to because we are in a season when we are asking God for some really big things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Starting with college, um, it's just beyond us, really. It has to be God that does it. And so I needed that encouragement and uh-huh. it was excellent. Oh, praise the Lord. So, I well, can't wait. Friend, I'm going to give God the glory when we get those answers. <laughs> you better. You better. And I, think, <laughs> I understand he kept a meticulous, almost like an accounting mm-hmm. um, um, record of every penny and every request. Mm-hmm. And so you need to do that. And I was going to say this kind of ties in with my friend Wixie. Um, she and her husband, yeah. um, Dave, work up at Red Cliff. And she's kind of like that. And I'm, uh, if you, do you know her? I do know Wixie. She's yeah. a... <laughs> and her, I feel her Facebook feed is kind of like George Mueller. <laughs> no, you're right. You are right. Yeah. She'll just say whatever, um, whatever they need and then how God answered it and everything. So um, yeah. she's, she's like, you know what, just trust in God's goodness. And she will, she'll, and you'll hear it if you um, haven't listened to her podcast or that episode yet, but she'll say some deep, deep tragedy that she went through or some difficulty. And then at the end, she always says, but God is good. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what, that's a good habit in speech. You know, sometimes you talk about verbal clutter and that's something you need to get rid of. But I'm like, I need that. I need that verbal repetition in my phrase just to end everything with, but God is good. (laughs) Yeah. Because we need to solidify that in our minds and our hearts. Yeah. Um, Well, and I've, Say again. But and Wixie has been through some hard things. She she knows this by experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, she does. Yeah. Well, and I've also wanted to be very mindful of talking about specifically the people that God listed in the hall of faith. Because I'm like, if God lists them, there's probably really a lot to be learned. So um I've talked about Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah. So I'm just systematically mm-hmm. trying to work through that chapter. And yeah. honestly, having studied them so deeply for this, I really see them in a, a new light. Mm. Um, I know they're so long ago and so far removed for our li- our lives and the way they look now, but they were flesh and bones just like us. Yeah. And um, what they went through and faced was at times devastating, but mm-hmm. just like all the people I just mentioned, they endured and they only were able to do it by looking at the Lord. Yeah, that's right. Well, good. That. <clears throat> that's a quite a list you've got and I'm looking forward to listening to more. <laughs> <laughs> I told Paula before I'm working on a project. So when my fingers are busy and then I listen to her podcast and then my ears and my heart are focused on the Lord and it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Praise well, the Lord. Would you give us a sneak peek? What's coming? What are you planning to share in the future? Yeah. Well, and I hate to t- show all my cards. I gotta, I gotta leave yeah, my listeners okay. in a little bit of suspense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy to. Um, 
so actually right now I have a list of about 60 people whose biographies I want to want to read before I started my podcast I just put out um, on my Facebook page and I sent text uh, personally to a few people but I just asked hey who are some Christian biographies that you love and so I think I ended up getting like 30 responses Um, and then I've personally added some and then Sometimes I'll be at church and somebody will tell about a missionary or I'll hear about somebody else. Um, So, yeah, I'm up to about 60 people whose biographies I want to read. And then, of course, I'm still working through Hebrews 11 and then, you know, uh, have a few people I want to interview. But um, one of my most recent editions is a book I saw recommended online just a couple of weeks ago, and it's called I Dare to Call Him Father. Have you heard of that book? I have not. Well, it's the story of a Muslim woman who came to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, as happens so often, um, her life was put in danger because of it. Yeah. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really itching to dive into that one. Yeah. Currently, literally, um, I'm studying uh, the life of Hudson Taylor. So that's the, mm-hmm. the person I'd like to highlight next. And the reason why, and I'm, I'm learning this through some of the biographies I read, those people will mention people that inspired them. Mm -hmm. And so that's who I really enjoy um, following up with. So actually, um, and I'm sure you heard it in that the episode about George Mueller, that um, he actually funded Hudson Taylor's ministry. Yeah. And so I'm like, if George Mueller was inspired by somebody, I want to learn about them. And so he's that's actually why I'm working on Hudson Taylor next. Okay, that's pretty amazing to think about those connections. Mm, I love it. Yeah. And then, uh, for Christmas, uh, I got the biography of Elizabeth Elliot. So I'm, I'm encouraged mm-hmm. to read into her and some of the mm-hmm. people I talk about, and you even mentioned this, um, they might be familiar to people, but mm-hmm. I just really hope to present them in a really thorough and fresh way that their stories come alive. Oh, that's excellent. I've also recently been listening to Elizabeth Elliot's podcast, which was not intended to be a podcast. It's just her speaking through the years. Oh. And then they take the recordings and make them into a podcast. Oh, um, boy, what an encouragement. And she very, very frequently points the listeners to Amy Carmichael, who was ah. kind of a hero for her. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, excellent. I'll look forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then I wondered if, um, like you just gave us that book. That's excellent. Are there any other resources that you might recommend for our listeners? Well, I'd love to share the names on my list for anyone who would be interested. So mm-hmm. I have um, one of my girlfriends from North Carolina. She, she asked me, can I have your list? So mm-hmm. I'd be happy to share it. Um, Cause good grief. I don't want people to have to wait for my podcast to read about these precious people. So yeah, if, if anybody would like to, um, to contact me um, to get that information, I'd be more than happy to, to share that list. And yeah. I can maybe after our pot art, this time is over, I can give you contact information or we'll, we'll yeah. figure out how that can work. Yeah. Um, but I'm still really new to this world. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure as the days go by, I'll have more resources to recommend. But I think I would just encourage people to Google it. I mean, just that's what I did the other day. That's how I found um the one about the Muslim woman, I dare to call yeah. her father. I just Googled, give me a list of Christian biographies, you know. And, and mm-hmm. of course, as my dad would say, 
anytime you read Christian literature, it's like eating fish, right? You eat the good, eat the good meat and then spit out the bones. So (laughs) I cannot, you know, wholeheartedly recommend every book that's out there, but just, you know, people can do a little bit of research and probably find a great list. Yeah. Good. And for our listeners, if you do want to get in touch with Paula and you're not sure how, you can always reach out to me either personally or on the Think Bible page, um, either on Instagram or Facebook or on the website, and we'll get you in touch with her. So that'd be a good way to do that too if you need help. Okay, so tell us where we can find your podcast again so that everyone knows how to get to you. Absolutely. Okay. So cloud of witnesses and it's the one with the girl in the mountains. <laughs> yes. And the blue and pink. It's really a cute picture. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was fun to design. Um, well, let's see, I'm on Spotify and Apple podcasts and mm-hmm. I've recently diversified a little more. Um, of course, um, Stephanie and I both record our podcasts through anchor. So mm-hmm. I'm on there, which I believe you just go online, right. And type yeah. Yeah, type in Anchor and it, it, you should be able to find it through there. Um, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on podcasts through Amazon Music. I'm on iHeartRadio and something called Stitcher, which was new to me. Um, and I also have a, fa- a public Facebook page called Cloud of Witnesses Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so on there, I post links to my episodes. And I also, for people that come onto that page and want to follow or like it, um, I try to put little sneak peeks um, into each new episode um, so they can kind of be, you know, a little, there's a little tickler or something to give them, you know, let them be excited about the next ones coming up. Um, and really my hope has been, it hasn't happened yet, <laughs> so, but I've really hoped that that Facebook page would become interactive where people can share, you know, what blessed them from each episode um, yeah. or even their own little testimonials of something that they can relate to. Um, so that's really my hope that that page becomes interactive so they can, you know, just encourage each other. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So listeners know you know what to do. You go listen to Paula's podcast, Cloud of Witnesses, and then you go find her Facebook page and then you comment on it. Make some conversation (laughs) over there. And I will start. I'll do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) So that's excellent. Great. Well, I do appreciate you coming um, on to Think Bible and sharing all this with us. It's been a little bit of a different podcast than usual, and hopefully um, that will just be a blessing to our listeners to have some variety and also some new resources to look into and a new podcast to check out. But above all, like we said, we just want to encourage our fellow believers Um, in this long race of life (laughs) it Mm -hmm. seems so long to us but it's just so short compared to eternity and what a day that will be right Mm -hmm. amen (laughs) so keep running your faithful race keep um, using the resources that are available to you keep being uh, a student of God's word um, and all these things will help us so Paula, would you close our time in prayer today? I'd be happy to. Father, you are such a good God, and we thank you for how sovereign you are. And um, as difficult as it is when we're in the middle of them, we thank you for the trials. I thank you for the trials that you have put in my path that have forced me to look up to you. And um, 
thank you for that being the answer to prayer of my year-long struggle with certain things and how um, you have put me in circumstances that I couldn't help but work on them. And so um, thank you for your grace. And I 100% know Stephanie would echo the same sentiment that um, she um, sees uh, the trials you've put in her life as good. Um, but I thank you that you have also not left her alone in her trials. And um, by default, we thank you um, for the trials that you have put in our listeners' lives. Um, but Lord, uh, even more than that, we just thank you for your word um, that encourages us and spurs us on to endure. And thank you even more than that, that uh, we have Jesus to look to and that he uh, spurs us on because of his endurance. And thank you that his endurance involved dying on the cross to save us from our sins. So we have so much to be thankful for. And I pray that you will just continue to stir up in us a desire to be thankful and to share those uh, thankful thoughts with the people around us uh, so that we can point other people to your goodness and uh, for the purpose of, of magnifying your gospel. And so we uh, thank you for who you are and thank you that your love for us is steadfast. In your precious name we do pray. Amen. 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 You've been listening to the Think Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Smith. Please visit us at our website, www.thinkbible.online, to learn more about our ministry or to take advantage of the resources we have there for you. That's www.thinkbible.online. You can also find us at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the name Think Bible. Until next time, let's all think and live biblically for the glory of God.